It's the bottom line. On News Radio 610, KONA, from the Tri Cities to Olivia to DC, we break down. Break it all down. The stories of the day and the people making the news. And that's the bottom line. Time to get the bottom line. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. Welcome into the bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA. A happy Monday afternoon. Our phone number is 547-1610. If you would like to get involved, you can also reach us via email, 610KONA.com. The bottom line page, your name, where you're listening, what you'd like to say. We're on Twitter at Bottom Line 610, Facebook at the Bottom Line 610, and the free mobile app through the Google Play and the Apple Stores. Rob Francis, Greg Naftoli. And Greg, before we get into all the Really lovely news Mm. that's going on. I do want to mention um, and get it out there that the fourth annual News Radio 610 KONA Summit Funding Food Drive is going to take place on November 12th this year. It is Friday. Uh, We would like to welcome on board Grocery Outlet. All right. As a new partner, uh, we will broadcast live uh, throughout the day from Grocery Outlet's location in Kennewick on 4th Avenue. Uh, Of course, all the proceeds will again go to the Tri-Cities Food Bank uh, to help those families in need in our area. Um, We will broadcast from 8 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. on Friday, November 12th. We will do our show live out there, as we have done every year. Uh, So we very much look forward to a... Very healthy and happy food drive. Um, And with whatever we can do with, of course, your assistance, which is always, always appreciated and paramount to the success of the food drive. Uh, We look forward to seeing everybody again this year and looking forward to, again, continuing the ascent uh, with what we can pull together and Mm. raise for uh Families in need in our area, it's not getting the, – the amount's not getting smaller. No. No, in fact, it's probably getting bigger, as it, a matter of fact. It, it is. It's growing larger, and, of course, things looming on the, you know, on the horizon uh, are probably not going to decrease that number anytime soon. So um, we will, of course, be bringing you even more information as the time goes on, but wanted to let everybody know that November 12th, uh, it is a Friday. We will be at the Kennewick Grocery Outlet on 4th Avenue uh, for this year's 4th Annual News Radio 610 KONA Summit Funding Food Drive to help bene- or to benefit the Tri-Cities Food Bank. Everything goes there. Everything stays in this community. So um, very much looking forward to that. So coming up at 3.30, Greg, we are going to talk, and, and, and it's, it's, it's interesting Social media has its positives, and social media has its negatives. One of the positives that social media has is that it can take a situation and it can make it explode. Hmm. One of the things that we saw with that is um, the state trooper who went viral um and he decided that his sign-off was going to be uh, a message to Governor mm-hmm. Jay Inslee. <laughs> that's, that's putting it mildly. Um, 
He will be joining us at 3.30 this afternoon, the state trooper who recorded that sign-off. Looking forward to speaking with him. So very much looking forward to hearing his story, how he came to his decision, and of course his decision to sign off as well the way that he did. For those that have not seen the video, it is on our Twitter page, uh, bottom line, and it's also on the News Radio 610 KONA Twitter page. Uh, so you could you could check out the video. Uh, Trooper for 22 years. He will join us this afternoon to discuss his decision to no longer work for the Washington State Patrol as a result of the mandate. So looking forward to that conversation. But we have a lot of other things to talk about first. One of those things is um, it deserves, significantly deserves mentioning that uh, a man who gave the overwhelming majority of his life to service, Colin Powell, passed away. Mm. Um, Depending on what report you read will determine how they discuss his passing. Um, this is the thing about COVID and where we are with COVID that is the most despicable aspect of it. Every high profile death is now being politicized. Hmm. Colin Powell was 84 years old. He was already suffering from a disease that created a compromised immune system. He was double vaccinated. He died. Did he die of COVID or did he die with COVID? Either way, the virus was present right. with Colin Powell when he passed away. But he had blood cancer, right? Yes, he did. Yeah. He, yes, he did. And mm. that's what I'm saying. Is right. he, he was already suffering for a significant period of time from a disease that left him with a compromised immune system. He received, he got vaccinated twice to try and help protect him if he did get COVID. How he got COVID, no idea, right. but he did. He passed away from a combination of things that was a contributing factor. If you look at some on one end of the spectrum, they're saying the vaccination doesn't work. If you look at people on the other side of the spectrum, they're saying COVID struck again. Mm-hmm. It's really in the middle. Right. It's really a combination of things, which is actually how life works. Yeah. It's not as simple as this is the cause and this is the cause. No, no, of course not. No. And whether or not you agree with with all of the things that have occurred over the course of Colin Powell's time in public service and in government, the man gave the overwhelming majority of his life in service to this country. Absolutely. And so... For that, he deserves to be respected and remembered. His passing should not be a political football. But with everything else these days, it seems that it's heading down that road. And that's what's that's what's disappointing is it didn't. I don't even think it was a couple hours old mm-hmm. when the far ends of the spectrum were picking what they wanted. And using it to point out certain elements and aspects, um, we we have to get a get to a point, 
and the point is only going to come from us. It's not going to come from Jay Inslee. It's not going to come from President Magoo. It's <laughs> not going to come from the people who have the ultimate skin in this game are us. Mm-hmm. We really are. The politicians have their agenda on both sides of the aisle. People involved in this and other levels have their own agenda, whether it's to make you think that there's nothing there or scare you into never coming out of your house. But the people with the most skin in the game Mm -hmm. are the people who are around people every day. Sure. It's regular people. It's you with your family, you in your workplace, Mm -hmm. you where you commingle, you where you, wherever you happen to be and go. You're doing commerce in stores on a regular basis. You're driving to places. You're interacting with people on a, on a daily. We're the ones with the most skin in the game. Mm-hmm. Not the guy that sits in the White House and gets the lid put on at one thirty. Not the guy who sits in the governor's mansion and says he's the only one that can save lives. Not other people that are turning around and telling you that things don't work and that they're finding ways to track you. You know what? Hmm. The easiest way to track you is that thing you talk on and carry around in your pocket all day long. Absolutely. So there's nothing that's tracking you with a vaccine, but you can bet that the Mm -hmm. GPS in your car and everything in your phone is giving more information to governments not in this country than anything that can have any, any relation at all to the vaccine. So let's put all that garbage to the side. Sure. And settle on this point. We are the ones that should be taking control of the narrative. Mm-hmm. We should be the ones letting them know where we are right now, because there's enough information out there from reliable sources that are now showing this is outside. This is no longer a pandemic. We are outside of that. This is no longer a pandemic. We are now in endemic stages. Uh-huh. We are now in endemic stages. We, we are seeing ups and downs. We are seeing a number of different data sources and data points that are saying, yes, it's still out there. There are ways to deal with it, but saying we're going to stop it and beat it back, and if you get the vaccine, you're not going to get it, and all this other malarkey that is absolutely, completely, and totally untrue, That's the agenda-driving stuff that continues to create problems in all of this. Hmm. You're up on the bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hi, this is uh, Ken from Benton City. What's on your mind, Ken? Hey, when you interview that trooper later on, I'd like you to ask him a question. If he expects a lot of vaccinated troopers to suddenly get the red, white, and blue flu or the freedom flu, in support of the people who uh, are losing their jobs. We certainly will. We will ask him, Ken. Appreciate the call. Thank you very much. 547-1610. If you would like to get involved in the conversation, um, there will be numbers announced probably in the next day, two days, three days, as to the amount of people that are no longer employed in Washington State. There was a rally today in front of Seattle City Hall uh, about the mandates, um, waiting on 
the status of the highest paid state employee. Nick Rolovich. Nick Rolovich, the head coach of the Washington State Cougars. Much discussion Saturday uh, after the Cougars beat Stanford by three. Many people believing <laughs> that the victory over the Cardinal assured his religious <laughs> exemption. <laughs> yeah. And that if the Cardinal would have held on for the win, that maybe it would have been a little more unsure as to whether or not he would well, have gotten his exemption. You, you saw what the players did at the end of the game, right? Yes. They, they, they tossed Gatorade over him. Yes. Now, that's normally a ceremonial, for those who are not you know familiar, that's normally a ceremonial, shall we say, ritual to mark the end of something. Or a big victory. Yes. And that's the other thing. It's a big victory. It's Stanford. What, here, but... But that's not what they were signaling. They weren't signaling a win over Stanford. They were signaling a belief that that kept their coach, that that win kept their coach. It also showed that his players are behind him, and his players support him, and his players want him there. Um, So it's going to be a very interesting decision from Washington State University, but that's, that's, that's a whole separate subject in and of, in, in of itself. And then, of course, you know, you have those in the healthcare industry, those that are in, that are first responders, state employees, so on and so forth, that will 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 find out exactly what what the numbers are, who spins what, right. uh, what what's an actual accurate number uh, versus what someone would like you to believe. Because I can tell you, I don't trust anything that comes out of Jay Inslee's office. Okay. Nothing. No. We should learn what the State Patrol's numbers are early tomorrow morning. Uh, I had a chance to talk with uh, their communications team in Olympia, and they did say that they're still tabulating, but they will have the final numbers as early as 6 o'clock in the morning, so hopefully on the Tri-Cities Morning News we'll have that for you, update that for you. And, you know, it's been a fascinating discussion around it. Let's let's take a quick time out. We'll come back, touch on it a little bit more before we talk with Trooper LeMay. But um, it, it really has been a fascinating conversation regarding how a year ago it was, you know, before there was a vaccine, it was these people are heroes. And now a year later, there's a vaccine and these people are horrible. Um, the framing aspect I don't like. I don't like the mandates. I think that there's ways to support bettering your health without forcing people into the unemployment line. Bottom line, the only place that cares what you think. Call in now, 509-547-1610. Presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Preston. Bottom line, News Radio 610-KONA. That number is 547-1610. You'd like to get involved. Jason Hogan with American Family Insurance. Visit Jason's website, jasonhogue.com. Find out how big the umbrella that American Family Insurance has and how you and the things that you care about can fit under it. Not to mention, it might be a good time to have a conversation with Jason as well regarding Mike Kreidler's orders being shot down by a Thurston County court. See how it affects your rates. How could it affect your auto insurance, your homeowners? Talk to Jason today. Set up an appointment. JasonHogue.com. Jason Hogue with American Family Insurance. Rob and Greg hanging with you. And Greg? Yes? The 
you know, we'll see what kind of numbers come out. You know, we already mentioned that, and you mentioned that you should hear something from the state patrol regarding the total amounts, and we've heard fluctuations. Mm-hmm. I mean, as Seattle police, uh, there were uh, videos or pictures, I should say, of the of Seattle PD vehicles with the Gadsden flag hanging out the windows. Right. Uh, we have seen. Um, We've seen Southwest Airlines planes with the Gadsden flag hanging out the cockpit. So there are a number of messages being sent. There's Mm -hmm. also a lot of damage control that's being done. And people don't want the the, the companies particularly, and definitely those that are government-affiliated, don't want people to believe that oh, my gosh, this is about the mandates. There are people actually refusing to get this because they're going to think for themselves. One of the other misconceptions that's out there, and this is an unfortunate misconception, is even though there is a search for people that want to work, it doesn't mean that you can't get fired. Or that somebody's not going to part with you, and we're seeing that as a result of these mandates. Now, granted, are they being forced to do it? Yeah, they're being forced to do it. Some people would say that these people who are choosing not to get vaccinated are making a choice. Well, it's not quite the same choice as when you walk up to your employer one day, hand them an envelope with your two-week notice in it, and say, you know, I think it's time for me to move on. Mm -hmm. This is you will or else. So that's not really a choice that you're making. Right. It's a choice that's being made for you. Right. It's and a company rule. It's, it's well, it's, it's even above the company Yeah, in, in many cases. But it's not that you walked in one day and said, you know, I, I just think, I think, we're not, I think we're not working here anymore. I think it's just not going to work out. Mm-hmm. It's basically you will get this or you are gone. Right. You will not work here anymore if you don't do this. So the choice is being made for you. The two paths put in front of you are already chosen. If you don't do this, this will happen. If you do this, then you're okay. Right. There are many who are choosing not to. And I get it. I understand it. I don't know any of these people personally. I don't know what their histories are. I don't know any of the any of the reasons as to why they're not going to, and I'm not going to judge them for it. Right. And I'm not going to judge the people that decided that they were going to get it either. This is something that has spiraled out of control. It is spiraled out of control. And that is the one thing that I think that people on both sides of the coin can agree upon is that it has gotten out of control. It is no longer as simple as trying to stop the spread of something. It's gone beyond that now. Hmm. When you look at the numbers of people vaccinated, look at the numbers of people that have had COVID, look at the case counts, look at, at it's just stunning to me how far out of control it has gotten. It is, it's, it's, I don't think it's as nearly as much about public health anymore as it used to be, but that's just my opinion. I think we're now to a point in time that we are just trying to drive as many people in one direction 
and and that's where we're having the issues. We will be back in just a few minutes. We will be talking to former Washington State Patrol Trooper LeMay about his decision to walk away from his career. Can't get in by phone? Give us your bottom line through email. Send your thoughts from the bottom lines page at 610kona.com. Back to the bottom line presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser on News Radio 610 KONA. Back at the bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA. Rob and Greg hanging with you on this Monday afternoon. And of course, many. Of you may have seen the video that absolutely exploded over the weekend of a Washington State trooper signing off uh, for the final time. It was recorded. It was posted on social media. Uh, there was a a final farewell to the job, and then a final farewell to the governor. Uh, joining us on the line right now is that former Washington State trooper. Uh, Mr. LeMay, thank you very much for your time today. We appreciate you joining us. I appreciate that. So uh, tell us tell us a little bit about this path that, that, you, that you have taken. Um, when did you begin to decide that you were going to resign as a member of the Washington State Patrol um, regarding the mandates? And and was it an easy decision for you, or was it something that you really did um, take a bit of time to determine? Well, um, yes and no. So we're a single-income family. We have four children. My oldest is in the Army. And then um, I have three daughters. Um, so the decision wasn't something we've taken, taken lightly. Um, we're, I've got 22.5 years. So in Washington State Troop, you can get 25 years in and you can retire 25. So I'm very close to retirement. Um, deciding to leave, I lose all my medical. I've saved up 22 years of medical sick leave, which would actually have gone into a VBIG count. So from a financial standpoint, I, I, that's a big deal for us. Um, when we started this process, uh, they started talking about mandates and vaccinations, and we knew it was going to come here just be due to the governor, who um, he's out of his mind. So we figured, oh, yeah, it's going to come. So sure enough, it came. Um, within my detachment, I'm the senior guy in the detachment. I've got guys in there that I can be their dad. So um, I we spoke about it quite a bit in the detachment, and I said, look, I said, I'm not comfortable taking this. Um, being that what we do and who we work with, we've seen COVID issues, we've seen non-COVID issues, and I had a lot of questions. Um, part of my duties within the state patrol is actually I'm a drug recognitions expert. So I do a lot with pharmaceuticals. I know a lot about pharmacology and, and talking about the body and things like that. So I had even more questions, and they weren't getting answered. So we're, um, we're Christians in our house. So the way they were using the drugs, the way we were developing it was against our belief system in the beginning. Um, so that was the first uh, scratch. Um, and then my wife and I actually sat and talked about it. And it's like, look, I'm not doing this. And she also agreed. She goes, absolutely not. We're not doing this. One of my daughters actually was at Central at the time. They were mandating her. They took her exemption. And then they turned around and said, no, sorry, we're not going to honor it. You're gone. So she's just shy of getting her full degree as an English teacher, which she's going to try to finish that online. So our whole family as a whole accepted this and said, we're not doing this. So as the mandate started, we figured, okay, we can do religious exemption. That'd be great. 
Um, we didn't have a lot, whole lot of hope knowing how Jay Inslee is. So, but we did it, um, us and a lot of other troopers. Um, the state of Washington, the state patrol actually accepted our exemptions. And they said, well, sorry, there's no alternate. We can actually set you up for another job, if you will. We'll have to retrain you and be like a secretary. And then they said, we have limited jobs. And then they came back and said, sorry, there is no jobs. It's vaccination or you're, you're fired. And after that, um, it was a pretty easy decision. So I guess from the beginning, our, our mindset was we weren't going to do this. We try every option to keep our job as best we can because obviously we need it. We like to eat. Um, but at the end of the day, we're, we're really good with this decision. I mean, it's, it's a God thing. Um, God put us in this position. We left it up to him, and this is where we're at. We're talking with uh, former Washington State Patrol Trooper LeMay here on the bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA. Uh, Trooper LeMay, uh, Greg Neft here with you. Uh, you know, in the video, which we all now have seen, you have you certainly laid some choice comments down about uh, Governor Inslee. If you had the opportunity to see him at the governor's mansion or whatever, what would you want to say to him? What would you, If you had the opportunity to say something to him beyond what you said in the video, what would you say? Well, um, I try to be as politically correct as I could. I mean, he is still the governor. But at the end of the day, is like you really realize what you're doing. You've destroyed this state. You've destroyed the Washington State Patrol, in my opinion. Um, you've selected leaders within your, um, your, your, your agency that are cowards. They're not afraid to step up and make these decisions. These hard decisions is what they're getting paid to make. It, it's disgraceful. Now, I, I don't know if your, your viewers know this. Jay Inslee actually lived in this community. I'm out of Yakima. He actually lived in Sela. I know troopers that dealt with him when he was um, an attorney here, and nobody likes him here. His own community doesn't want anything to do with him, if that tells you a lot. Um, I don't know how somebody would become this hard-hearted over the years. I, that's between him and the good Lord. But it would be just that. The decisions that you're making as a governor who you work for us, and I'm, I'm very much on remembering pe- minding people this, is you work for us. Just like I work for the citizens of the state patrol, or I did at the time, um, he needs to remember that. And I think a lot of people within these these positions of government have forgotten that. You know, there's there's things that we could do for COVID, for instance. And I'm not saying there's no such thing as COVID, um, but there's a lot of things we can do besides a mandatory vaccination, or even a vaccination that actually is very successful. When you start looking at his policies in regards to how he does things, he's very much a bully pulpit. Um, that's not what we want as a governor. We want somebody that's actually going to listen to the people and follow through on an ethical, legal standpoint. And he's even failed to do that. He's lied to us. The things that he's pushed are illegal. So, um, yeah, that's the things I would have a conversation with him with. Now, word from Olympia is that there's not going to be any major disruption in service. There'll be no disruption or significant disruption. The public will not notice anything. From the inside view that you have, do you agree with that assessment? Well, I'll put it this way. I was working um, in Westlake, which is a very busy area in downtown Seattle. Looking around going, where's all the buses? This is the middle of the day. There was no buses. They were short 70 buses as of just yesterday. That wasn't the people that were fully left. When you look at it from a trooper standpoint, um, well, i back up. Seattle police officers, they're looking two to three to 400 people. Fire departments, 50 to 100 firefighters is what I'm being told is what they were talking about on the Jason Ranch show that I was listening to. So from a state patrol standpoint, and I'll, I'll ask the same as you as I've done to everybody else I've been in interviews with, and I've been doing interviews since 2 o'clock this morning, mm-hmm. is the questions they need to be asking the state representatives is how many people are actually leaving that have already been vaccinated? That's the true number. I can tell you for a fact that most of the people that I've talked to you 
have, you know, two weeks, four weeks, six weeks, three months left in their careers. They're going to use that up and they're leaving, period. A lot of the other troops that are still here are actually looking for jobs. So it's like, I'll take the vax to get me through the next month or two to this other job opens up and then I'm in. That's the reality of this. So you're going to have a lot more people leaving than that are being fired today. Trooper LeMay, one of the other things, and we actually had one of our listeners calls previously and, and was wondering if there was anything afoot as to um, any type of mass call-outs or any type of other protests from within the ranks uh, after the firings occurred to send a message that this is not a popular decision. That I do not know. I know um, we had some troopers that were taking over campaign hats of 94 troopers, and they were going to place them on the grass at the Capitol. Um, past that, most of the people that I know that are being fired, they're too busy finding other jobs. Um, we've had mass exodus out of state. We've lost a, a good classmate, and he was a captain. He went actually to Texas. Um, we've had a lot of great troopers that have left Arizona. I mean, it goes on and on and on. A lot of them went to go work for Amazon, Microsoft. I mean, what they forget is right now it's hard to find troopers. It's hard to find law enforcement. So um, I one of the uh, um, interviews I had this morning, we were talking about losses, and I said, well, you have to look at it from a standpoint as as a provider. I said, if you're if you're upside down, your wife is in the car and she's bleeding out. I said, you want a person with 22 years on like myself that's done multiple fatals, multiple investigations, first responders, so on and so forth, to be there, or do you want a brand new guy that's got a week on that probably just doesn't care? We have to look at the quality of the candidates and the people we're getting in there, and we're not really seeing that. When you look across the border, and I'm not saying they're, they're all bad guys, not whatsoever, but the mindset's different. So when you look at an agency like ours that's lost complete faith in the command structure as well as the governor, um, a lot of guys are pissed. They don't even want to work. They'll tell you flat out, we're just here to this next job comes, and I'm out. So when you start looking at those numbers, I mean, 94 is a drop in the bucket. You know, the rest of the time, nobody knows. And that's not just us. That's your plow drivers. I mean, that's um, that's everybody, bus drivers. It, it's not just one person. It affects all of us. So not having those critical assets in positions that would help you and your family out for us on the side of the road or at a wreck, you might have to wait a little bit longer, like maybe an hour or two. I, I don't know what that number looks like to get services rendered to you. When you look at places like um, – because of all the mandates that have gone out, that it's actually tied our hands so we can very <laughs> roughly do our job. Um, fire departments aren't doing calls now a lot of places because they can't get a law enforcement response to clear the room. I've talked to fire chiefs like, we're just not going. It's not worth putting my people at, at harm's way if I can't get a law enforcement officer out there. So you already had that set up. Now you're going to have less officers actually working the roadway. And I guarantee the next thing that's going to come is they're going to start pushing it on the PDs and trying to circumnavigate the sheriff's offices. So we have to stop this now. We have to just nip it in the bud before people start getting hurt. We're talking with the Washington, former Washington State Patrol Trooper LeMay here on the bottom line, News Radio 610 K1A. You may have seen Mr. LeMay's video on social media with his um, very particularly personal sign-off to Governor Jay Inslee. Now, Trooper LeMay, let me ask you this. Um, Last year was a much different tone for first responders when they were in a COVID pandemic, in a COVID environment. I don't know if you can answer this question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. 
were you, do you know, if over the course of the last year plus, while you were in service, were you exposed to individuals with COVID pre-vaccine, um, and how were those situations handled um, as you are being sent into situations, being called into situations to do your job as a state trooper? So I know one in particular, there was a, um, it was a wrong way vehicle. The guy had wrecked out. Um, he basically was, he was coding. So I reached in the car. I started to grab him out, drag him to the ground. We were going to start CPR, older gentleman. And the fire services guy came up and they said, he's got full blown COVID. Okay. Just left the hospital. So I notify my command, Hey, this is what's going on. So on and so forth. Perfectly fine after that. Did not affect me. Now I know coworkers that have actually had COVID and they're on, or excuse me, they've had the vaccination and they've gotten COVID multiple times. I've had several of them that actually after the COVID shot, their bodies had shut down and they had to be rushed to the hospital. Um, the weird side effects that are going on with people that have actually had the injections. Now, I've had that question by quite a few people. And, you know, they always ask, well, aren't you putting people's harm's way and so on and so forth? Uh, look, we work in an industry that we're around all different types of nasty stuff, nastier than COVID. Um, and if you look at what's out there and, and what the cause and effect of what's going on, I mean, it doesn't make any sense. We have lots of prophylactics that we can use. And mind you, we've been working, what, 18 months with this process before they even started the mandatory vaccinations. Now, when you are vaccinated, your chances are still getting COVID. And I work with lots of doctors and nurses that are telling me the same thing. They said, it's not that there isn't such a thing, but we tend to start bubble wrapping people. And this is why you take care of yourself. This is why you eat right. This is why you get plenty of sleep. I mean, it's very basic stuff. But when your number's drawn, need it be a collision, a plane crash, or COVID, you know, that's it is what it is. And it's it's an unfortunate situation, but life is short. And, you know, it's important to hug your family members and, and make a stance for things. And that's what I'm trying to do here. You say you've been uh, doing interviews since about two o'clock in the morning. Who else have been talking to you? Just out of curiosity, who's uh, doing an interview with you at two o'clock in the morning? So that was Fox and Friends East Coast. OK, um, I did Jason Rantz. I've got um, oh, shoot. I've got everybody. I just um Mac, in fact, I got um, Newsmax after you here. Mm-hmm. I've got an East Coast Newsmax. I've got Glenn Beck tomorrow. I mean, every news outlet. Um, I have a son in the military. His command staff is watching this. I had a, a military person tell me there's actually generals pushing this video as well. Um, I had a call from England today because England is now pushing this this video, which is pretty crazy. I am not a techie guy, so... But they told me I got 1.5 million hits right now as of just on, I guess, Facebook. Um, you guys probably know the numbers more than I do, but um, it's insane. And that right there tells you, you know something, this is something that everybody's very passionate about. Everybody's pissed about. So as a person that actually pushes things like these vaccinations, like vaccinations, excuse me, like Jay Inslee, don't you think you kind of step back for a second and say, okay, we have all this pushback. Why is that? Should we have buy-in and ownership from the citizens of the state? instead of cramming it down their throats. And that's my big issue with this. One final question for you, sir, as we know we that you do need to get ready for another interview, as you mentioned. Um, when you, How much thought did you put into your sign-off, and did you, uh, did you specifically know you wanted to send a message to the governor on behalf of yourself and maybe whoever else you were thinking of at the time? 
Actually, no, that wasn't planned. So um, when you're in law enforcement, you're as a retiree, your final sign-off is a big deal. That means you survived. You've made it. You know, you can go home to your family, and life is good. So I was in communications that day, and um, actually I talked to my, my boss that day, and it was after a James Lee did some press release basically blowing us off, saying, yeah, you're state employees. Thanks for playing. Have a nice day. And then I received the document in mail saying, yeah, basically you suck. You're being fired on the 18th. Have a nice day. And I, I was like, I'm done. So I, I notified my boss and look, man, I can't do this anymore. I'm out. And he's like, okay, we'll take care of it. Well, communications, very sweethearts up there. They said, Hey, who's doing your last sign off? And it kind of choked me up for a second. Cause at that point I'm like, I never even really thought about that. And I said, you know, nobody, nobody is. I said, I guess I, I really don't know. So those young ladies put that together. They actually called my wife and, hey, what can we throw into the sign-off that we didn't know about him? So they did a fantastic job. Um, I just wanted the guys in the Valley to know kind of what we've been going through. I'm there to support them. Um, love them. They're the guys that have been keeping me safe and getting me home. Um, retirees as well that are out there. Um, and then I just I had enough. I pretty much just said what I could possibly say. Was it appropriate? Probably not. But it really just kind of said this is where I'm at anymore. Um, my wife videotaped that she about dropped the phone when I said it, cause she was not even expecting that. Um, and then after that, we kind of just broke down. I mean, it's just, it's been so emotional. We've been so mentally beat up all state employees, um, that we're just done. Um, it's been a nice relief to kind of just turn my gear. So at four in the morning, my boss met me to turn in the rest of my gear, which is, I very much appreciate him for that. Um, but we're tired of the mental abuse. We're tired of what's going on. We're tired of the laws and all of it's on Inslee. So I, I don't know what else to say. I mean, we, we tried voting them out. We tried all these other things. Um, somebody made an interesting point. So we haven't had anybody in the Republican party since they actually went to mail-in ballots. So I, you decide what that means, but um, I'm just done. I'm glad to be out of it, but now I'm in a different position, which I wholeheartedly take. And uh, it's people like you that are going to make it. I'm just one person. It's us actually going out and promoting this and changing the laws, changing the rules, and making this place a better place. It should be a lot better than it is now. And I don't know about you guys in Kennewick and Tri-Cities, but Yakima, it's it's getting to be a hole up here. Between shootings and homeless people, it's disgusting. And, and Seattle is ten times worse. Former Washington State Patrol Trooper LeMay, thank you very much for your time, sir. We appreciate you joining us this afternoon. Uh, best to you and your family, and uh, hopefully you find something very soon that utilizes the years of experience that you have in law enforcement. And, uh, again, best best to you and your family in this time, sir. Thank you. Best wishes to you all and your listeners. Thank you. Thank you very much for your time. Former Washington State Patrol Trooper LeMay joining us. If you've not seen the video of the sign-off and the end of his 22 and a half years as a Washington State Trooper, you can check it out on our website, or on our Facebook page, excuse me. Let's get the right social media, Twitter page, bottom line 610, and the 610 KNA Radio Twitter page as well. Back with more after this.
now back to the bottom line on News Radio 610 KONA, presented by Summit Funding in Kennewick and Prosser. It's your voice, your show. Call the LegendsCasino.com hotline, 509 547 1610. Bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA. Just a few moments left in hour number one, going right to the phones. You're up on the bottom line. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Hey, this is Little Richie from Richland, guys. How you doing? What's going on, Richie? Well, uh, is it kosher? I don't have a radio right now, uh, so I don't know what you're talking about. I know you're not talking about this. Is it okay to bring something up and say something be- uh, that's not on the list that you're talking about? We, we got about we got less than sixty seconds, so fire away. All right, I'll give it to you right now. I just walked out of the Auto Zone in Richland by Safeway, and uh, I noticed a kid that was helping me carry out antifreeze oil and windshield washer fluid had a limp. I said, how old are you? He said, 30. I said, uh, what, what's your limp about? He said, uh, I was born with a bad hip. I said, you going to get it taken care of? He said, I can't afford it. It's 10 grand. And I said, well, uh, how much do you make? I don't usually get that nosy, but I was poking around. And he said, I make uh, 30 a year. I said, you don't qualify for state insurance? He said, no. The cutoff line is 25. And I thought, you know, something's messed up about this. You know, it's an interesting point, Richie. Thanks for the call. You, you, the, the way that the way it gets framed, the way it gets framed is that it's there to help everyone. But more often than not, when you get a lot of these programs that one side of the aisle says is there to help everybody, it really doesn't help everybody. It helps a smaller percentage of the population than they would like you to believe. Um, unfortunate, and there's a lot of people like that person you just mentioned, Richie, that's out there, uh, that again, between rock and hard place, make too much to take advantage of a program, but they have to make enough just to be able to meet their living. I'm going to take a quick time out. More of the bottom line, News Radio 610 KONA coming around the corner. By the way, we're just going to throw this out there right now and dive into it further next hour. But how are you liking that plastic bag ban? Have you noticed anything strange?